This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good afternoon. I'm Ben Nully. The Senate Agriculture Committee will mark up the updated Growing Climate Solutions Act this Thursday. The bill was reintroduced today. Senate Agriculture Committee Chair Debbie Stabenow says it aims to accelerate a voluntary agricultural carbon markets program through USDA. I'm confident we will get floor action. I'm not sure exactly uh, how that's going to happen. We will obviously want to move it sooner rather than later. But I I do know that that the the leaders, I think both leaders in the Senate, you know, are, uh, you know, very open. I know Senator Schumer is very, very supportive. So we will move it as quickly as we can. It also encourages the participation among beginning and minority farmers while also protecting protecting producers. American Farm Bureau Federation President Zippy Duvall welcomed the bill's reintroduction. This legislation will help remove barriers and provide clarity to farmers and ranchers and forest owners as we consider participating in, in private carbon markets. It also demonstrates that lawmakers can come together and work on a, in a bipartisan matter, and we are extremely Proud of y'all for doing that. The bill's lead sponsors are Stabenow and Republican Senator Mike Braun of Indiana. Read more of Phil Brasher's story at agripulse.com. Rural broadband advocates are telling the House Agriculture Committee winning bidders and funding auctions should be held accountable to building out reliable internet service. Jennifer Prather is vice president and general manager at Total Com Communications in Texas. She says there should be clear standards of what is expected of providers. And avoid using rural America as a test lab for unproven technologies. Those receiving any support should be required to show clearly that they meet those standards and then used those resources to deliver better, more affordable broadband that will satisfy consumer demand over the life of the network in question. Tim Johnson is CEO of Astigo Electric Cooperative in New York. He shared concerns about USDA's ReConnect pilot program. When it comes to usability, programs like ReConnect and Community Connect have some positive attributes, but they can be slow and administratively burdensome for small organizations like Otsego. One fellow electric cooperative had to wait 517 days between finding out that they received a ReConnect award and the first construction approval. According to USDA, a total of $1.3 billion has been invested in broadband projects through the ReConnect program. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. The current but temporary estate tax exemption of $11 million per person has been helpful to agriculture, but estate taxes still hang heavy over many family farm businesses. Protect the next generation of family farmers by supporting the Death Tax Repeal Act of 2021. Learn more at fb.org. Unseasonably cold weather is stifling some planting progress across the Corn Belt. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says ordinarily when you have relatively dry soils and relatively dry weather this time of year, planters are running day and night. We are expecting this cold wave to likely peak around midweek with a widespread Midwestern freeze. We could see temperatures upper teens to lower 20s in the upper Midwest at the height of this cold wave. And then only in the lower 30s, likely as you move to the Ohio River Valley. However, he says one good thing is corn in the Midwest is showing little, if any, emergence. In fact, for the Midwestern planting uh, leading the way, we all have two states in double digits. Missouri coming in at 14 percent planted, well behind the five-year average of 23 percent. Illinois has been taking a little bit more advantage of the dry weather, 12 percent planted, five-year average 8 percent. 
Other than that, it's all single-digit planting numbers for the Midwest. Most of the region has been dry, and Rippey says that pattern could break in early May. If you look at the week two outlook, there are some indications that uh, part of the country will start turning wetter with a more active storm track. A couple of storms right at the end of April into early May, especially in the southern and eastern part of the Corn Belt. And those areas uh, need rain, too, not as dry as, say, North Dakota. But we are getting to the point where it's going to be urgent to get rain within the next few weeks for these crops as it finally starts to warm up in May. According to USDA's Crop Progress Report released Monday, corn planting is 8% complete across the country. Soybeans are 3% complete, which is ahead of the five-year average of 2%. That's all for today's Drive Time. For the latest agriculture, trade environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. In Washington, I'm Ben Nully.